removing this emotional attachment to like how it's supposed to be. Nothing ever turns out how it's supposed to be. Like we should hold things with an open hand, you know? Yeah. And, and that's part of being a creative. It's not just sitting there and playing guitar or singing or writing words, but it's like we care about this enough to make a living from it. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Pursuit podcast. How are we feeling this week? I feel so happy to be back on the podcast. You may or may have not noticed that I was not on the podcast last week, and it was mainly just because I came home early for the holidays this year, and I've just been spending so much time with my family, and it's been really nice. But we're back. And I'm super excited for today's episode with my friend Nico Aranda. He is 26 years old. He's a son of two immigrant Argentinian parents. He's traveled with different musical artists internationally and is local in LA working on music things. He is someone I truly respect and think has a great work ethic. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode all about his knowledge of the music industry. Let's get to it. Without further ado, my friend Nico Aranda. Thanks for being here with me. Thank you for having me. Everyone, this is my friend Nico, and we met through Kami, our mutual friend, yes. who, shout out to Kami for introducing us. Yes, for sure. We played a bunch of live shows together. He helped me audition for The Voice. Remember when we did that? Yeah. That was exciting. Yeah. Uh, we've recorded <laughs> a bunch of cover videos together. You can find that on our Instagram. Definitely. And we even tried to start a wedding duo business where we essentially were like the duo musicians for little weddings or yeah. even big weddings walking down the aisle yeah whatever you need <laughs> yeah we our first wedding i guess the only one we got to do because covid hit was the one that we we got hit up by that couple and they were super sweet and we just did when they were walking down the aisle which was super sweet yeah. i want people to know about you and how you've gotten to be where you are today because you've accomplished so much at such a young age and i love saying that because it's true even though people are like no i'm only 26 or i only do this but every small action every small step is an accomplishment to get to where you are today For so sure. tell people about your cool life how my you cool life. yeah how um, you've gotten to be where you are today a little intro okay um hi my name's nico um 26 um my family is Argentinian, uh, therefore I have gotten to speak Spanish my whole life. And I uh, started playing piano when I was like two or three years old. I started doing like concert recitals when I was really young. And then I got bored of that and I saw someone playing guitar and I was like, oh, that's very exciting, <laughs> way more exciting than a piano. So yeah, I started to pick up guitar and listen to Van Halen and... 80s music like that's what I kind of grew up on when I was 12 I started this program called School of Rock here mm -hmm. in Hollywood cool. where they would basically take a bunch of really talented kids and they would put them in a room and like teach them old 80s songs and like cover songs and then they would book a show at like the Roxy or somewhere in LA and we would perform that was the start of kind of performing and how old were you 12 Okay. Yeah, very young. We would do like Beatles covers and like ACDC covers. And um, so that was really cool. And then around maybe 14, I 
started to get a lot more involved in church, which kind of boosted the desire to play guitar because I would go to church and I would see like these dudes playing on stage at this big church with, you know, like in-ears on. And I didn't know what that was. And I always would see that and be like, man, like, that's so cool. I want to wear those like someday. And like, I would see them like with pedal boards and stuff. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, that's so cool. So then I started getting involved. People knew that I played music. And um, it's interesting because I got to do a lot of really cool things through church. I got to travel. I got to play the biggest shows I've ever played, tour and write music all through like a church aspect. Yeah, like at that time in my life, it was very, I don't know, my whole world. That was all, all I was really doing. And then as I continued to grow in that and get more opportunities, like I started to want to step out of that and backtracking a little like when I was probably 17 18 I started to tour with this guy named Evan Kraft who is an insanely talented songwriter and we got to travel a lot uh, just him and I for a while and then we started to add band members probably like five or six years we just toured all of us together and it was so incredible and so um, humbling and just being able to like actually live out the dream of playing music and traveling and having dates and having shows and sound check. It's the best thing in the yeah. world, you know. After touring a while, we, we got to go to like South America and Spain and a lot of Europe. And yeah, it was incredible. Like I got to go to Argentina a lot and I got to see more of Argentina than a lot of my family's ever been. So I moved to Houston about three or four years ago when all of this touring was going on because as we all know LA is too expensive to not mm. ever be here so yeah. uh, we were traveling a lot so we moved to Houston and lived in Houston for about three years and then I stepped out of that project and tried to kind of do my own thing uh, for about a year in Houston and then I uh, missed my family a lot I didn't have any family out there so I I'm gonna play my cards in LA and see what happens and so I moved back and with the intention of getting a job, I had like an interview at Buffalo Exchange and I was like mm-hmm. ready to like get a job and just work until something popped off kind of. Right. And then like four days after I moved back, I got an email from uh, I think one of the head guys at Atlantic Records with this offer for uh, the Ava Max gig. I remember when we met, you had just started with Ava. touring with her. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You had just started touring with her and I was just like, whoa, that's insane. You told me the whole story. Yeah. And so you got this email. Yeah. So I randomly got an email right when I moved back to LA that was like, hey, someone that we work with and respect has a has recommended you to, you know, travel and, and tour with this artist. And, and if you're interested, hear all the details. And uh, it would basically be like, an acoustic gig supporting uh, this upcoming pop artist and blah, blah, blah. And what's crazy was that before I moved back to Houston, I mean, before I moved back to LA from Houston, I I really left because like my goal was to play for someone who was kind of upcoming, who wasn't really big yet because I wanted to like grow with them. And totally. I wanted to, you know, that whole situation. And it was just crazy to come back and it, that literally happened. I had this conversation with another guest on the show where word of mouth and just being a good sport can take you so far. Like imagine if you had been mean to that person that could recommend you for this gig, they would have never recommended you. Absolutely. So after you got this email, did you just reply and were like, yes? (laughs) Um, I was like, I'm going to think about it now. (laughs) I, I was like, yes, definitely. 
I was really trying to figure out who recommended me. Right. I wanted to thank them. I wanted to be like, you know, I wanted to figure it out. So when I asked them, um, I mean, I replied yes. And like, they sent me all the info and they sent me the songs and like Sweet But Psycho was like the song I had to learn and like blah, blah, blah. Wow. Which is, and I had never heard it. And it was like really big at the moment, but I had never heard it for some reason. And that's crazy that you got the opportunity that you wanted, which is essentially yeah. like nurturing that relationship with an upcoming artist first. Yeah, definitely. And also given that I had so much tour experience in church, I really wanted to travel outside of the church realm. Yeah, it's like, very different. It's very different. And it's it's not better or worse. It's just very different and right. very different in many aspects. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was really cool to be able to experience this whole other, you know, side totally. of things. And yeah, it was incredible. We got to go to like all over the world. One of the only things was that I wanted to continue playing a full band situation and it was like very acoustic with her. Yeah. So that would be one of the only things that I would. Yeah. But I also feel like that gave you as in like an outside perspective, I feel like that gave you the opportunity to really be with her as Definitely. like an artist, you know, just being a guitarist, like being a singer myself. I think that's something so important. You know, you need that support with a guitarist to give you the ability to have that vocal freedom. Absolutely. So I'm sure it was essential for her as like an upcoming artist. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. My my goal going into it, and I even told her was like, "Hey, I want you to be able to fully trust that when we're performing, you don't have to worry about the music. You have the freedom to so completely important. focus on your voice. Yeah, I won't be messing up and like, blah, like you know, I'll yeah. try my best. And yeah. like Ava's so talented and has a crazy voice, and I almost wish she would do more acoustic things because it just shows off her voice. Like, you know, like doing something acoustic is way more intimate than dancing to a track and right. you're sometimes out of breath or you have you know dancers or this and that and I, I'm definitely an advocate for a more organic mm -hmm. you know yeah I'm the same way I love organic over producing like over the top but yeah. I think she has a really cool mix of both yeah. where she has the ability to be super acoustic like definitely. you said just you and her on stage which yeah. just like brings out her voice and then also being a performer yeah. and having all that behind the scenes kind of thing that has to be produced to be Ava Max you know yeah I guess my next question is, what was the best thing that happened to you in tour? Like, on tour? Yeah. Ever or with Ava? Ever. What's the best thing that's happened on tour for you? What's the best um, experience you've had on tour? Something that's really cool about traveling with Evan and stuff, we would go to a lot of countries and play big events or like youth conferences or we would go to a place where like local people would be kind of taking care of us and like with us. So we got a lot of local experiences. You know, when you go visit somewhere, you usually do the most touristy thing or that's kind of the, you know, the stigma. But to be able to go to somewhere like Bajupar, Colombia mm -hmm. and like have a local person take us to their favorite restaurant and like, yeah. like that's the kind of, I don't know, I just think that's super cool. So yeah. those were cool things. But honestly, my favorite thing about touring at all is just playing a show. To be able to stand in front of one or 80,000 people like, and do what you feel like you were made to do. And that person like is there to see you. They even pay money to go see you. They like really respect what you do. You know. Yeah. So. Did you ever get nervous performing in front of those big crowds with her or with him? Yeah, definitely more with Ava than Evan. Because with Evan, it was like I had the band with me. So like you're saying, like right. it's 
less pressure on me mm-hmm. and with Ava I cannot mess up wow. my mind is like complete focus like it's almost hard to enjoy sometimes because I'm because like I'm there for a job you know right. so my favorite experience on tour at all a specific one would be I went to Malta with Ava there was it was like an MTV event and it's probably like 50,000 people and it was like I don't know it just was like something I'd never seen before from stepping on a stage and playing a show like there was like 50,000 people and then there was like literally the ocean and like it was in the middle of this thing and it was just was so cool and it was like so different than LA (laughs) yeah yeah traveling I feel like traveling must have been so nice to be doing what you love music playing and then also traveling and seeing the world I think that's such like such a blessing absolutely do you think that you would ever do tour again like now with COVID how has your job or your creativity changed since you know you can't tour mm-hmm. and all the things that you were focusing on beforehand with Ava or with just like your music career how has that changed now with COVID so I started a project called City Noise yes and that is something that I so I've always supported an artist I never really saw myself as an artist I just always like was a musician for other people I just kind of realized if I'm being honest that that's not going to allow me to financially reach my goals to only support an artist so I am attempting as best I can to start you know my own project with my own music but also I love writing with people I love being in the room when someone's creating and like being able to I don't know create something that's gonna last forever dreams by Fleetwood Mac love that song on the charts again yeah and that song was written in 1977, I think, or something like that. What a goal to like write a song and 50 years later it come it's back. Still, like, yeah. But that's the thing about music. Music is the only, or not only, but one of the only jobs where you can create something and it will continue to flourish. Yeah, like yeah. over time, you know, mm-hmm. it, it won't ever go away. Like people, maybe it's not on the top charts, but people will always have the ability to listen to a song you wrote 10 years ago or whatever so I think something really cool too of like coming from touring to then doing your own project is that you were able to learn so much on the road I'm sure you know where you were around a bunch of managers around a bunch of creative teams that make this artist really flourish especially an up-and-coming artist like Ava yeah yeah, they need to work together in order to be, make this work. Absolutely. And so I'm sure coming from that environment to then being like, okay, I need to now make myself flourish. Yeah. You've learned so much on the road. How was that like? Did you feel like you brought back the knowledge from tour to your own project? Absolutely. One of the reasons why I even decided to be an artist was because I saw what, not what it took, but in the sense like what goes into how an artist should by the book be or act or say or in an interview like how do you respond how do you not look dumb in an interview I don't know so yes like I learned a lot and I I'm trying to bring it into my own artistry something I really notice is that it does take other people if COVID taught me anything I desire so much to be self-reliant and independent in a way it's hard with music yeah Yeah. i think it's definitely doable it's definitely doable to do the things that you need to do in music in order to like branch out as your own artist to do yourself but it's so hard like even before we even started this conversation we started recording we were talking about all the parts that it takes to become 
a very successful or you know independent artist without any backing yeah. without any Just managing yourself. without any sync anything yeah. you are your own person and everything relies on you or i feel like we have friends that wear a lot, a lot of hats we always say that as musicians like we wear all the hats we wear the hats of creating the social content creating the music finding the people that can help us produce it we have to do everything if you don't have a team yeah. so i totally agree yeah i think that it's like what else would you rather give your life for i don't think that anyone just works a job i think that you invest yourself oh i just work at starbucks no you are there every day and you are using your hands and you're helping the company you represent and you have to smile and you're it's not just a job like we're investing our time and who we are that's why like it's a struggle for me to like just go get a job somewhere because mm -hmm. i'm like it's not your passion well no and i don't feel like it's in my opinion and just in my experience like I don't know how worth it, it is to like invest yourself wholly in something when it's not in line with what you want to do. Like right. it's not a waste of time in any way, but that's the struggle. Like that's the thing about music. It's not easy in any way. Like no. you have to be sure that you want to invest all of your time into making it work no yeah. matter what it takes. And are you okay with it not working? Right. Are you okay with in 10 years you didn't make it? Like what happens? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like we're all convinced that we're going to be whatever. And I think that we will be successful, but like removing this emotional attachment to like how it's supposed to be. Nothing ever turns out how it's supposed to be. Like yeah. we should hold things with an open hand, you know? Yeah. And, and that's part of being a creative. It's not just sitting there and playing guitar or singing or writing words, but it's like we care about this enough to make a living from it. Like we want 100%. to live on this. We find live. a way to yeah, make it work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not from LA, you're from Miami and yeah. you came here to pursue something. Like yeah. that takes an amount of, like a lot of people try and fail a lot. I, I tell people like a lot of the homeless people you see are failed dreams, are people that came here and tried and they couldn't make it, they couldn't handle it. Like not everyone, but just some, some people like, you know, they move here from another state and they, it's not what they thought it was. It's not as easy as they thought it was. Yeah, maybe they get discouraged. Yeah. I have a friend from Houston who moved out here to pursue acting, and I'm not exactly sure if it got too hard or if there weren't enough gigs, but COVID hit, and it just, like, he had to move back. It's the reality. Like, LA's yeah. not a, you know. LA is not an easy place. No. I think anywhere you go, you will find hardships, obviously. Life is not easier anywhere. Like, you know, there's not a specific place that's going to be easier. Yeah. But... I do think that if you choose to be a creative, everything you do is might be just trial and error. You figuring, figuring out how it's going to work. So I would say try and fall in love with the process. Yes. What you just said. Like my, my thing is like if you're okay with trial and error and moving somewhere and being uncomfortable and like that's a good place to be. But if you think that you're going to move somewhere and it's all going to work out and you're going to people no it's not like that at all no know, like. and it's and it's okay it's it this is these are our 20s and granted i won't only have 20 year olds like in this on this podcast but it's so true what people say like in your 20s it's the time for you to figure out what you like what you don't like fail the things that you don't know how to do excel in the things that you're really good at and realize that you're good at them yeah. and have all these ups and downs so that when you're older you're already focused. You're more focused into like what you want to give yeah. to the world and be passionate about the things that you're actually get good at and like are growing with. I think it's really important. Yeah. 
it's such a weird dynamic because we speak from a place of like we get to do this mm-hmm. often there are some people who are like it's easy for you to say but i have to go to work every day and totally. blah 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 you know what i'm saying so totally. it's like such a i don't know it's such a weird dynamic but i know that like we're here and we're yeah. meeting people and we're working hard and like growing more i mean i've seen you succeed in many things especially recently and like <laughs> yeah and especially the the podcast creating a place for for your friends to be known is like sick you know thanks yeah thank you. of course for you guys <laughs> yeah. i mean for sure yeah for sure but i also think a very important element it with all of this when you're creative in your 20s figuring things out trial and error is loving the process like you said 100 percent, and also believing in yourself Absolutely. Even if you don't make it, you yeah. didn't fail. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also believe that if it, even if it takes you 20 years to get to where you are, you'll still make it. Yeah. You know, like just believe that you're you're taking all the steps that you need to take in order to get to wherever it is that you want to get to. Don't doubt yourself, you know? Yeah, and, and, it, like, it's, and it's normal too. You know, like we all have these doubts. So yeah. we're like, who are we to do this? Yeah. But you and can like, do it. How do you define make it? Right. I would say I made it. Yeah, I, I love would, that. You have made it. Like, and not only I have made it, I'm making it. Like, mm-hmm. there is, there's no question. Like, you're making it. You're not forced to go work at because you failed at. Nah. Yeah. Like, we're all making it, you know? Yeah. We're making it work. and In our own way. Yeah, exactly. And that's why there's this deep, there's this thing in LA where, like, you feel like you can reach where the most successful people have reached for some reason. We all feel like we can. Yeah. It's not that far, you know? It's like some in somewhat our reach um, with a lot of work and, like, meeting people and this and that. And I don't know. I don't think everyone just, like, has that sense of, like, man, we're we're doing something that's, like, could be legit one day. Yeah. And the main focus also of this – journey this podcast is to like highlight those little things that people might not see as successful yeah like the fact that you were on tour with ava is something so cool that maybe a lot of people like you want to do and you did it at a young age you experienced something super awesome and it's an accomplishment even like moving from houston to la making that decision that's a huge accomplishment anything even doing this side project that you've been doing with city noise so cool like why not release music for yourself yeah all these little steps that are seem small to ourselves because we're the ones that are doing it yeah. to someone else could be like i've Huge, always yeah, wanted to do absolutely. that and i think that's so important totally. to highlight because you never know who's listening and you also never know how you can impact someone else especially at such a young age when we're learning and growing and if you can nurture all those experiences or elements of your life now at a young age and really believe in yourself and really push yourself and do all the things that you got to do for yourself it, it's just going to work for in your favor Absolutely. when you're older i have a friend who says create art not content yeah so true like we're lost in this age of like we just need scroll, more scroll, more scroll. more yeah. more yeah. yeah so it's not easy <laughs> it's not easy it's not like, easy but that's the that's the thrill of it yeah for sure and i love i can't believe i'm saying this but i love the struggle like I don't like the struggle. I don't like sometimes not being in control of my future. Like mm-hmm. for me, sometimes, you know, this touring life is not, it's not consistent yeah. in any way. 
there is no set schedule. There is no set pay. There is no set. Which people might not know of. By for the sure. Way. For sure. And some people might have a gig where yeah. it is. You know, I, here's what's funny about what you said. You know how some people might see that I tour with Ava and think that's like super great. Yeah. I see some of my other friends who've toured with blah, 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 and they're doing full year tours and they're right. living on the road. And I see that and I'm like, okay, like I have a lot of work to achieve still, but you're right. Like this is not a small step in any yeah. way, you know? Yeah. Um, they say comparison is the killer of joy. Ooh. So like how hard is it to not compare? I mean, it's not, it's impossible. I think it's impossible to like go on Instagram and not subconsciously compare yourself to people. Like, yes. do you follow people you don't want to be like? No, no. I actually recently did this like social media detox, which did is you watch the, <laughs> yes, yeah, social dilemma. everyone's like, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. But I think it's really important, especially for our generation. Something I did, I didn't have any bad intentions when I did this, but I just went through people I followed and would ask myself the question, like, do they bring something to my life in a joyful way? And if they didn't, I would unfollow them. Yeah. And it meant nothing bad. It was mostly, and it was mostly people that I don't even know. You yeah, know what I mean? Like people sure. that are like models or yeah. this, and you look at them and you don't realize that every time you look at them, you're comparing your, your body, you're comparing the way that they sing or the way that they do this. And it's nothing bad about them. It has nothing to do with them. It's no blame. It's mostly just you realizing that you need to like change the chip. You know, you need to like make sure that you are looking at things that bring you happiness and things that are going to bring something to your life. Because if not, you feed it, you feed your mind all this bad stuff for many hours a day. Fingers are literally going to the app without us even knowing. Yeah, okay. So, so I start, I, it's so, so weird. Sketch. So I also started doing this thing on the weekends where I move the app from where it is on my phone. Yeah. And my finger goes to it immediately. I'm like, oh, yeah. right. It's not even there yeah. anymore because I'm not supposed to be on it today. Yeah. And that has really helped too. To end the episode though, I always ask two questions. I ask, what do you think is your biggest success? And what do you think is your biggest failure? Hmm. And there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, I'm going to start with the failure. I guess what I would now understand be my biggest failure with music is throughout the touring life, not having created other means of income. And like, I relied so much on touring, so much, not only for like money and, but like identity. And like, I saw how cool it was to like be a touring musician. So I like tried to like walk in that and I got lost. Like I enjoyed it to a degree where I didn't work on my own stuff. So for example, if I could go back in time right now, I would tell my 19 year old starting to tour self when you're done with your show go back to your hotel room and figure out your work your your side yeah exactly and that's something that i never i just because sometimes like gigs would just come i thought like cool like yeah this is and you're caught up in that element you know yeah you're around that all the time for sure and like you and i wanted to grow in those ways but that's not always promised like you got to make sure you're working on your own thing because I don't like relying on anyone for anything, you know, so yeah. like work or anything that would be where I would change my old, you know, is that something, is that something you would also give advice to for someone that's just starting to tour or yeah. will start touring, I guess, when everything kind of picks up again? Absolutely. Or even just anyone in general, like make sure that you're, 
you prioritize time for like I guess really think about your future and and prioritize what's important to you and if something like you know owning a home or things that cost a lot of money is like important to you then like be aware of that you know like and I would tell myself like yeah like my younger touring self work on your own stuff aside from supporting artists or from touring or from the music that you like if you have a job like don't take it like you just have a job take it like you have one job and you can do other things too yeah. you know totally yeah and what's your biggest success success the fact that i'm alive and playing music still is just <laughs> kind of a big success i'm very grateful i'm very grateful that as sucky as this year has been <laughs> Um, I have been pushed to like grow in a lot of ways. I I would, I would say to answer the success question, like just touring in general, being a, being that being a dream of mine to travel and play shows and stuff. And the fact that I got to do it so much is like something I could die tomorrow and be eternally grateful for my life. Like a lot of people can't say that. And like, I'm like, I feel like I've completed, you know, like a dream that a lot of people might not ever achieve. So that's the success. But I love music and it took COVID-19 and being quarantined with my crazy family (laughs) and I put music to the side for a sec and I like found other things that I like to do and I think it's healthy to put down the thing that you're obsessed with for a little bit even if it's hard because like whether it be singing or writing or hanging out with people or whatever like the thing that you really really love about in life like it's okay to intentionally put it to the side and, and find some other things to fall in love with for a little bit so when you go back to it it's fresh you know Oof, yeah yeah I can relate to that for sure I, you just would never think you know like you're so focused on music so hard that you never thought like there are other things that can make you happy too yeah you know? I totally relate to that that's kind of what happened to me too where when COVID hit I didn't go to music for consolement release. yeah, yeah for I sure. didn't go to music for that comfort or that expression that yeah. I always used it yeah, I, I actually a song about yeah COVID and it, sad I, I just felt blocked like that it didn't matter like yeah. I was like people are dying the Literally. world is like freaking out right now yeah. I can't just like sit down and write a song or I can't even like yeah like it doesn't feel, feel good. good about yeah it. it didn't feel good and I actually ironically enough would go to podcasts because podcasts were like people were talking about their feelings about that moment of when the world was like everything needs to stop close everyone stay inside and I felt a connection whereas with people that they were going through the same thing and I wasn't alone and they were talking about it rather than music where I'm like singing about it yeah like (laughs) it just didn't feel right and so I totally agree I think it's important to set aside if you feel the need to set aside your craft that you've always done to see if you know you really love it if you have those doubts or just like do something else like find other things that make you happy self-care self-help work out eat healthy be in the sun like we have a lot of whatever like just take care of yourself like exercise eat healthy food sleep well like those things will give you a long life yeah Totally. Yeah. Hi, Nico. Thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for dude. having me. You're awesome. I can't wait for people to hear this episode. For sure. Thank you so much for allowing this. Yeah. yeah. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me at Nico Aranda 11 on Instagram or City Noise is my project on Spotify and Instagram. 
YouTube, Nico Aranda, but that's about it. This. And I'll have I'll have everything linked down below so they can just click on it and follow you. But cool. thank you so much again, dude. Of course. It means the world. So, what did you guys think? Did you love it? I think there was some great feedback and insight and advice in this episode. Nico does a great job at being honest, and I think people can really relate to him. Here are a few takeaways from Nico's episode. Number one, we are investing our time in who we are. Number two, remove the emotional attachment to how it's supposed to be. Number three, fall in love with the process and practice being okay with trial and error. Number four, how do you define make it? Number five, create art, not content. Number six, comparison is the killer of joy. Number seven, make sure you prioritize what's important to you. And number eight, it's okay to intentionally put aside the thing that you love to do to find other things to fall in love with. It makes going back to it that much sweeter. I hope you felt inspired or some kind of connection during this episode. My main hope with this podcast is to bring people together and create a community where we can all lift each other up and learn from each other. And I'm always looking for new creatives. So if you think that you would be great to be on this podcast or if you know someone that you think could be great to be on the podcast, let me know. Send me a DM or tag us on Instagram at the Journey of Pursuit or my personal at Drea Lopez without the Ian Lopez. I'll leave everything linked below so you can just click on it and send us a message. Thank you so much again for being here. It really lifts me up and I hope it lifts you up as much as it does for me. I'll see you guys next week. Ciao.